All right, comedian Greg Warren is here, and you may remember him from episode 38 on my show, way back before we even had video, and we went over a lot of his backstory in that episode. He went to West Point, he was a college wrestler, a salesman for Procter & Gamble, and finally a comedian. Uh, and he now has a new special out titled The Salesman, directed by Nate Bargazzi. And it's totally free on YouTube. Very funny stuff. We're going to talk about the special, selling peanut butter, offending people, opening for Mitch Hedberg, and so much more. Stay tuned. I'm just uh, I'm trying to check out all these uh, pictures on your wall here. Is that Warren Moon? That is Warren Moon, Warren Sapp. Yes, Warren Sapp. Warren Harding, Warren G. Harding, the president. Oh, because now I'm getting a theme here. Greg Warren, all the Warrens. Okay. Warren Zevon, Leslie Ann Warren, Warren Beatty, <laughs> uh, Warren Haynes, Chief Justice Earl Warren, and the uh, movie poster from War and Peace. Yeah. <laughs> wow, that's that's pretty good. I wonder. I probably would have never figured that out, and <laughs> she told it to me like that. Oh, that's oh, in the corner there, uh, uh, Smokey Warren. That's the uh, Eastern King of Western Swing, Chuck. Uh, oh, okay, yeah, that's. I'm gonna have to Google that one. I'm not music with. guy like yourself should should know that, but uh, yeah, yeah, I do like music. Yeah, Warren Zevon, I know that one. He 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 passed away though, didn't he? Yeah, recently, I think. And then, uh, yeah. you know, Warren Haynes was uh, the Allman Brothers, I believe. Yeah. Is he still around? I don't think so. Ugh, we're losing. So it seems like every day. In fact, today, a celebrity died. Jerry Springer died. Jerry you know Springer, man. But uh, yeah. Leslie Ann Warren is still with us. So, yeah. Which one and is I'm, she again? She was in the, the movie Pure Country. She was nominated for an Academy Award for something. Oh, okay. Uh, Warren G. Harding uh sad to say he's he passed away quite a while ago check yeah yep. warren moon i know him because he's uh he's from seattle uh is he really yeah he went yeah. to UW and then he was the he was the seahawks like play-by-play -play guy for a, a analyst or whatever you call it, one of the guys the, really yeah i love yeah, warren moon man. yeah big yeah. fan of him yeah yeah he was good so this is exciting new special how's it how's yeah. it, uh, the reaction been it's already out Usually yeah, it's like uh, before they come out and yours is ready for people to watch right now. Yeah. 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 They can go. It's uh, it's, it's out, came out, it's been out for a little less than a week and um, uh, as good of a start as I could have hoped for. Yeah. It's, uh, it's people are watching it a lot. It's on, uh, it's on YouTube. It's on uh, Nate land YouTube, which is uh, my friend, Nate Bargatze, really funny comedian doing really well. And Nate directed it and produced it and put it on his YouTube channel. So yeah, how does that work? Why is it on? Do you have a YouTube channel? I can't remember. I do, um, but I put, I've put zero effort into it. I mean, I've, <laughs> I've, 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 I put a lot of effort into like Instagram. I, you know, I got a followers and a bunch of clips with a bunch yeah. of views, but I never really did much with my YouTube channel. And Nate's, uh, he's really trying to sort of cultivate like um, a channel for uh, comedy that's, uh, you know, family friendly, something you can watch with your your uh, kids and stuff. It's uh, I, I hesitate to say that because it. Uh, a lot of people immediately are like, oh, it's going to be lame. And I, I swear it's not. There's a definite edge to it. But uh, yeah, so Nate's uh, just got the idea. He he uh, produced three one-hour specials uh, with different comics for uh, uh, yeah for his channel. So it's, it's so far so good, man. It's, he's, got, yeah. he's got a lot of fans. You know, he's, yeah, I watched yours last night. And then I started to, it was the other one started to play. I've, oh, I've Mike Vecchione? Yeah, yeah. 
that one was good. The first joke, I was like, oh, okay, I'm kind of hooked. And oh, he's it was awesome. Yeah. Is yeah, this because awesome. yours like starts out, there's no intro. And actually, there's not much of an outro either. It starts abruptly. Is that on purpose so that the next one starts and you don't like have to like wait or something? Or uh, was no, there- I mean, I think on this one, I mean, I'm not exactly sure all the reasons that was Nate was kind of hands off during the editing process, but he we went, we had like, you know, music and me walking to the stage and then, mm-hmm. you know, welcome Greg Warren and uh, yeah. me saying, thank you. Thank you. And, uh, Nate, it's sort of late in the game was like, man, I think this is better. He goes, I really like your opening joke. Uh, I think it's better if we get right to it, just start with boom opening joke. And I was like, I don't know, man. And then I watched, I was like, yeah, that's exactly what I want. And I kind of like it because you know, there's probably uh, more people know who Nate is than they know me. So there's probably some people that don't know me. I've I've pretty good amount of fans that have been really supportive, but some people probably don't know me, and they're like, "All right, let's give this three minutes and see if we like it." And uh, this joke, I get right to the action on this one. There's there, you know, there, there's it go it, it it goes pretty fast, pretty early. Well, yeah, and so that does make sense with YouTube though, because. Like, yeah, if they're watching a Nate Bargazzi thing or or the other the other guy, the Mike guy or something Mike else. Mike Vecchione, yeah, yeah. Mike Vecchione, he's hilarious. But or, or just whatever, like cause sometimes the algorithm just picks a video so they could just pick that video. Yeah. And then instead of having an intro and people go, oh, I don't know this guy and then turn it off, like it gets right to the joke and then they might you might hook them immediately. Yeah, that's what I'm hoping, man. Yeah, I'm hoping they give it, you know, give it 10 minutes and I think they'll 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 be in. If they're not after that, you know, give it another 10 minutes. <laughs> no, it was good. Yeah. <laughs> Some of the stuff I, I heard, have you kind of been uh, honing this material for a while? Yeah, I think you heard it because none of it has ever been released. Um, no, no. Well, I, saw, but I, I think saw you live. You saw me in in, in uh, Phoenix, and that was uh, kind of, I, I, I had gotten, uh, at that point, I was like, okay, I'm ready to do a special. Now let's spend a, a six months polishing it. So when I saw you a little while ago in Phoenix, I, I was getting close. Maybe not quite that far down the line, but I was like, I know what the beats are. Now I just got to polish it and, uh, you know, make it a little funnier. Uh, yeah. But yeah. You saw, you definitely saw uh, a lot of that in Phoenix. I've been working on this for a while. Yeah. Yeah. No, it was good stuff. Especially like, yeah, the, like, I remember the, like, cause I, I remember the jokes. Cause I, I remember laughing. Really, I was like, Oh, this insurance card joke. I was like, this yeah. Is great. yeah. Yeah. So tell me, tell me the story about, um, or tell my audience. Cause I already know the story, but about how you were, uh, you didn't do caffeine for like three months before oh, the yeah, special man. and then and then on the day of the special then you have like starbucks that's a really interesting strategy so then it really like <laughs> yeah. affected you yeah i mean uh i mean i feel sort of silly talking to you about this because i know who you interview it's like all the like insane rock stars and uh all these guys and so and i'm here talking about uh how i really uh use caffeine to get me going like these guys are like yeah man we did uh, a pile of cocaine so, so i'm talking on this you know mostly music but i man i um i have trouble sleeping sometimes and i was like all right i'm gonna get off of caffeine you know almost all the time i have trouble sleeping the night before a big performance and I used to worry about it because I was like, man, I feel horrible. I, I, well, I got no sleep last night and I'm not going to be able to concentrate and I'm going to perform poorly. But I, over the years, I've learned, actually, I'm I'm pretty good. Even when I feel bad, sometimes I perform better. It, it, you know, you sort of just let it go and just uh, don't try too hard. Um, but I was like, okay, I'm probably not going to sleep the night before. And I didn't, man. And I was off of caffeine for like three months. And uh, 
I knew that day I was going to, I was going to, I was going to have caffeine and it was going to give you a little jolt because I've done it before. I was off of it at one point for more like medical reasons. And I had a big audition for something. And I was like, man, I'm drinking caffeine. I was like, this is amazing. I feel like Superman. If you ever get off of caffeine for three months and then get on it, it's the first few days are pretty crazy. So I waited till like kind of when we were going down to do, uh, you know, blocking and wardrobe and makeup and stuff. And uh, my buddy, Tim was with me who opened for the special Tim Convy and uh, Tim and I, uh, we go down and there's a uh, Starbucks in a, in a target, uh, like right by the hotel and by the venue. So uh, I walk into the target. I'm like, dude, I got to get something. I go, get me a venti emperor's cloud tea. Okay. Which they put two tea bags in there. And I was like, get me two extra tea bags. Cause I want to do this again. I'm going to have it now to wake up. And then in between that, we taped two shows. I was like, in between the first and the second show, I'm going again. All right. And, uh, and I'm going to get, I'm going to get more caffeine. So I go do my stuff and I come back and uh, Tim hands me this tea. I'm like, uh, thanks dude. I go, where's the, where's the other two tea bags? He's like, they're in there. I'm like, what, <laughs> what, are you, what are you talking about, man? Because they're, they're in the tea. I thought you wanted them in the tea. So like I had like this, I don't know, 16, 20 ounce tea with four tea bags in there, which if you haven't had caffeine for a long time, it's just, it's like jet fuel at that point. So yeah, I felt great, man. Yeah. So you feel great. So you don't get, see, I'm kind of like a nervous person though. I feel like the caffeine could have an effect on me where I get really nervous. Like it, it would accentuate. Could be. Yeah. 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 I, um, yeah, I was so tired at that point that I was like, I don't care if I'm nervous. I'd rather be <laughs> nervous than feel like feel miserable. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. So gotcha. um, it worked out, man. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, no. Uh, it, it, when I look back, when I did, I heard that story after watching the special, and I, when I think back, I go, he was really high energy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was probably. Maybe I was too amped up now that I think. No, it was it. great. It was awesome. Yeah. I like you. You had a joke about um, a restaurant where the seats are uncomfortable. That, I was like, oh, yes, somebody's bringing this up. That is such a pet peeve of mine. Oh, yeah, yeah. Especially yeah. with like sports bars. Like, because yeah. you want a comfortable seat. I don't know if you go to sports bars ever, but yeah, you, I do, if man. You go to a sports bar, you're like, you're going to watch like usually like maybe at least a half of a game or yeah. something, like a couple hours. And yeah, when you get those like metal seats, I don't know that it's like this new trend where all the trendy places have these like just metal seats with no back on it. I think that's yeah. what you're yeah, doing. Yeah, 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 no back, man. Yeah, when I walk in there, I'm like, um, we're not eating here. You know, uh, <laughs> I, I came to have a meal, not strengthen my core, you know, like That's, I, I yeah, want to lean. I want to relax. I don't like, I don't like any of the uh, high top tables either. You know, I like, uh, I, for some reason, I don't, I don't like a high top table. Like, yeah, also, see, I like the high tops. If there's a comfy seat, like, if there's a cheat. I, like, uh, yeah. I have long legs. So I like being okay. able to stretch my legs. out. Don't but care for them, man. You put me in a high top. I feel like I'm a child in a high chair. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> guess what? I'm going to, I'm going to throw my vegetables on the floor in the restaurant. <laughs> like I did when I was a child. Yeah. Yeah. That's funny. I'll tell um, you another chair. I don't like Chuck. I don't yeah. like the, uh, you go to a coffee shop and they have the, uh, the chair with the, the slatted seat, you know, where it's like, um, you know, like a piece of wood and then a space. And then a piece of wood and then a space instead of one giant piece oh, of wood. Oh, you know yeah. What I mean? yeah. Yeah. It feels like at, at any given point, half of you is falling through the chair. Uh, and I, I think when they they were like, hey, we have enough wood to make 20 good chairs <laughs> or 40 cheap chairs. Let's make 
60 really cheap chairs, I think is what, what's going on in there. Yeah. And that's funny though. Cause too, because sometimes those coffee shops, they have the really, have you ever seen the ones with the really elaborate chairs? Like the, like the velvety, like really Don't high care for back. It. Don't it's need like any too of much. It's no, way it's too, too much. much. Just like give me a, that Starbucks has got good chairs, man. They get they're They're utilitarian. They're sturdy. Uh, although the coffee shop I've been going to to write lately has, uh, they got a couple of uh, rockers. They got some rickety tables, you know, that are back and forth. I, I can't jokes don't come out all that well on those, man. No, that's bad too. Yeah, you mentioned um, you mentioned peanut butter a lot, Jif peanut butter in this special. Did you oh, get yeah. like, a sponsorship from them or anything? No, man. I mean, that was my old employer, Chuck. I, I worked for right. uh, worked yeah. for Jif. Yeah, it was Procter and Gamble. I didn't know if you like would have reached out to them and said, "Hey, I'm gonna." I did. But you they don't, Smucker's owns Jif now. They don't own Procter and Gamble. Doesn't own them. And this guy I know, an old friend of mine that I worked with at Procter and Gamble and with the college with, is like the number two guy at Smucker's. He's the chief operating officer, John Brazi. So wow. I, you know, he's a good friend. And I was like, hey, dude, I just this thing just came out. Um, it's, <laughs> it's like a twenty minute commercial for you guys in the middle of my special, uh, and uh, you know, and and he he watched it. He's like, dude, it's awesome. And he. Uh, so then he he texts me on Sunday. He's like, hey, man, you're not going to believe who watched the special. I was like, who? He goes, Mark Smucker. <laughs> the, the CEO of Smucker's watched my uh, watched my special, man. So, you know, wow. I, I'm, it's royalty is watching this stuff now, Chuck. But they didn't give you a kickback for it. They didn't give you some free peanut butter or anything or. You know, Chuck, I, I I can't believe you'd even ask me something like that, man. You know, I, I I'm not some sort of corporate shill, okay? I'm an artist. Uh, I like to. I'm independent. I'm not going to go out here and uh, you know, I'll take a couple of t-shirts though. I'll yeah, a, a, yeah. A, like a hoodie, like a GIF hoodie, or maybe even a little product. I'll take. I, I wouldn't mind a you know, wouldn't mind a a, a two pack, a forty ounce two pack, a club pack with GIF. I, I don't I don't mind that. You know. Or what if they even better than all this? What if they just shared the special on their Twitter? I bet their Twitter has a big following. Yeah, man. I was actually hoping for that. You know, I'm, I'm going to look right now and see if they've done that, man. Yeah, they should have. Or you should have tagged them or something. I mean, yeah, it's like yeah, you, yeah. you mentioned, I mean, you sell the peanut butter in the, the special. I feel like you're still selling it. Like, man, you're still you know, that's a good the idea. Cause it, cause they, they have not done yet. Let, hold on. Let me see if Jif has said anything. Well, they would have tagged you, I would assume. Right. You don't know these guys, man. Really? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I, I I mean, I was just thinking that when I was watching. I was like, man, he's really like giving them. I a, don't know, man. Uh, a lot of kudos. Like they should give Doc, it back to you and share it. Here you go. First of all, Jif has less followers than I do. Okay, <laughs> they do. That's yeah. That's, that's really bad. Wow. True. Their last tweet. Company? Their last tweet was like in twenty two. Man. Wow. Okay. Well, so I don't, I don't think we're. Let me let me take a look at their. What else should we look at? Instagram, maybe. Maybe they're. Maybe they're. Uh, they've gotten with the times. Hold on. Maybe. Yeah. I don't know. That's weird. You'd think a like a billion dollar corporation would buy followers or something. Bots or they'd have something. Uh, Jif Brands doing pretty good with Instagram. Oh, okay. Yeah, Jif Brands doing. They got a hundred thousand followers. Okay. You should at least like post a clip. I don't. If you posted a clip where you mentioned their name and tag them and see, maybe they'd share it. I mean, I feel like. Yeah, I think you're right, help. man. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I yeah. think you're right. It was interesting. You, I, I heard you talking about when you worked there for when it was Procter and Gamble or whatever, and like, yeah. how you, like all you talked about was uh, <laughs> and this like this hit home for me because it was like when you you talked about what you were doing for lunch every day and when will you retire, 
And I was like, oh my God, that sounds like when I worked in education. It was the same thing every day. God, where did you, where did I say that? I wonder where you heard that. Cause I I don't say that that often, but that is exactly what it was. That's when I knew I had to quit. Cause I was like, I'm 33 years old. And all I was talking about was like, yeah, where where you guys want to go to lunch? You know, and that's all I look forward to. That's all I thought about was lunch. Yes. And then, you know, in the afternoon, you'd be like, hey, what's our, our, retirement was all stock based. So I was like, what's the stock at, man? You know, you think it'll split a couple more times when you guys think you'll be able to retire. I'm like, dude, I'm 33. I'm not in 30 years. I can retire. I'm going to spend my life talking about lunch and retirement. Um, so yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. And I think like, I remember for me, I, I remember just being around some, some people that, that were retired and they're like in their sixties and I'm going, is this, I'm really waiting for this. Like, why can't I live yeah, my yeah. life now? Why can't yeah. I do what I want to do now? Why do I have to wait till I'm in my sixties? Like that's right, kind of right. pressing thought that you're just sitting around waiting and then life's going to be great. I'm like, no, that that's not how it should be. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. That, I, that's kind of, and I, and I don't mean to like, I, I actually did enjoy working there. I mean, I, I there's, it was a pretty cool place to work, but yeah, I, 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 I quickly got pretty passionate about comedy. Uh, I mean, I, I was not that good for a while. And so I was like, yeah, I love this, but <laughs> I mean, it doesn't work. And then I started getting pretty good towards the end. And I was like, I think I, and I did this, um, I did a gig with Kevin Pollack. He was, a uh, Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. Really cool dude. And, uh, good he was, impressions. You know, yeah. Impressions. Great actor. He had and a great comic. He was, had just done the, uh, you know, a few good men within the last several years at the time. And, um, I got to work with him. And at the end of the week, he was really cool to me. He's like, Hey man, you know, you're, he goes, you could do this for a living. You know, you could, you could do this full time, you know, if you tried it. And at that point I did go back to work, but I think on some level I knew like, Oh, I'm not long for the consumer products world. I'm going to, I'm going to go try this. Yeah. Yeah. When you're opening for a guy who's in the Oscar winning movie, I mean, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's like, a, and he's telling you, not just you open for him, but he's telling you, you can do this. Like, you gotta, yeah, he was really cool about it, man. He was, he was a great guy. Yeah. Really cool. Yeah. When you, when, now when you did sales, um, was there fun in, in like making a big sale? Like, like, cause I feel like we're kind of both still in sales, like you selling the comedy, me selling the podcast. Yeah. Any sales techniques or tips that you learned? Oh God. Man, I mean, most of them I were not, I mean, one of the things that I like the older guys would do, they would, um, they they would do this thing where if the buyer said no, they'd say, okay, uh, what's your main objection? Like to what, you know, and then they would tell them, they go, hey, what if I could show you a way to handle that? Would, would you still be interested? You know, here's the trick with that one, Chuck. Uh, you need to be able to show them a way. You know? Like, <laughs> <laughs> like uh, yeah. what yeah, if I could show say, you? Okay, okay, yeah. Show me the. Uh, so show me how you'd fix it, and then you, and then you freeze, and yeah, then you... like, yeah, yeah. Show me. What if I could show you a way to maintain thirty percent margin and be the price leader of the market? Would you be interested? Yeah. Show me a way. Um. No, I was just saying, what if, like, what, what, what if that would be pretty cool, wouldn't it? You know, like, I, I, I'm a, I'm a peanut butter salesman. I'm not a magician here. Okay. Like, yeah. So that was, yeah. I mean, there were, I'm trying to think of the other sales techniques, uh, the assumptive clothes, you know, like the, don't ask them if they want it, ask them when they want it. I think that's what my gym did to me. I think they were just like, okay, so you're ready to sign up. But I was like, oh, I, 
I guess I, I guess I'm yeah, saying, yeah, yeah, yeah. You I fell can... for it. Yeah. Yeah. Did they, give, yeah. They, they do. We'd be like, Hey, these are the new, uh, this is a new GIF, uh, reduced fat. Would you like this delivered on Monday or Friday? They'd be like, I don't want that crap on Monday or Friday. I don't like you. I don't like your company. I think I'm going to get rid of the whole product line. You want me to do that on Monday or Friday? Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's yeah, a, that's that, tough. yeah. I mean, I, I, um, I guess I'm sort of, I don't know if I'm, I think I have like a, maybe a little bit better business sense, but I, I just don't, I don't think I'm particularly persuasive. <laughs> you don't, so you don't try to sell your stuff ver to like people or to friends or whatever, or try to, no, man. I mean, I, I think with comedy that, you know, if, if you're out there really trying, it's the, like people are like, I'm not going to, this guy obviously is, is terrible. He has to like <laughs> trick me into watching his stuff. I mean, I, you well, know, I talk it's, to it's people. It's not a lot of marketing just because there's so much stuff in the comedy market. I mean, it seems like every it day you've got a new special. So how do you, don't you have to stand out? And uh, I hope it's through the jokes, man. I, I honestly, I, I, I hope it's just like, uh, not that there's not a, a ton of great comics out there, but I hope what I'm doing, you know, is a little different and I've developed a style and I hope they like it. I mean, I, I, I don't think there's a lot of guys doing peanut butter material out there, Chuck. I mean, you know, I think. <laughs> I think no. I'm one of the top five peanut butter comics uh, working today, really. Well, yeah, and also, like you said, I mean, your stuff is relatively clean, and I, and for yeah. families, and I feel like that uh, is is definitely there's huge market for that for sure. Yeah, I hope so. Yeah, I, I um, and I'm not. It's funny, people are like, oh man, that's the that's the you know the highest form of comedy. Like, it's not. I, I like there's guys that are really dirty that I think are some of the funniest people I've ever seen. They're geniuses. It's just not my style. Uh, it's, it's, it's not, not really what I do, but I enjoy all, all different kinds of comedy. Oh yeah. Me too. Who's your favorite, like dirty comedian right now? Um, I, it's funny you say dirty. Cause I like, I mean, I guess David tell is, is not like clean. I mean, he, it, but his, it's not like, it's not offensive. It's just silly yeah. when he, you know, it's like kind of, it's silly when he, he but, but yeah, he, he's, he's, Certainly not clean. And that guy's a, he is a genius. You know, there's, there, there's, if you say like, that's not the highest form of comedy, you're crazy. That guy's, a, he's incredibly good. Yeah. He is really good. Um, yeah. Yeah, there's, it doesn't seem like there's a lot of like, like I remember in the eighties when it was like Dice Clay came out and it was, yeah, like, yeah, that yeah. was like really risque. Yeah. Yeah. It's really not a lot of people like that right now. Although like Dave Chappelle is considered super like edgy. Right yeah, now, yeah, some of the material that he's doing. It's not necessarily that it's dirty, but just like the material is politically incorrect. Incorrect. Sure, sure, sure. Yeah. Um. And I, I like a little profanity here and there. Uh. When it's appropriately used, I don't. But I, you know, I don't do it really anymore. But uh, not for a long time. But I enjoy some of it. Yeah. Especially yeah, when well, you're doing like a character. If you're talking about somebody yeah. and there's dialogue between you and the character, and the character would speak like that. Sometimes I. I enjoy that. Yeah. Well, and then it can be more powerful when you do drop a swear word because then yeah, it's not yeah. said it every 30 seconds and it's like, it, does, it kind of loses the meaning. And the yeah, power. yeah. Yeah. I, but you I, did. I, sorry, go on. I don't really, you know, I haven't done the last several things that I put out. There's really nothing on there. And, and I would say 95% of the time, if you come to see me at a show, you're not going to hear any, anything, but every now and then on a late show, uh, I'll throw in nothing 
every a little bit, just a little bit. And I sometimes I regret it. Sometimes it's when I'm I forget and somebody in the audience does something and I I I, I lose my concentration a little bit. <laughs> that's, that's oh, does I that mean. happen a lot? Like do you do you call people are you pretty good at crowd? I can't remember like if you did crowd work at that yeah, one. Yeah, I think I'm pretty good Is at you- it. I I don't I don't do it that often. You know, there's guys that, you know, taking it to a, an entirely different art form, like Harlan Williams or Ian Bag or Bob Zaney or something, Jimmy Pardo, like those, it's a whole different thing. But I, yeah, I do it. And I think I used to be like, I'm not doing any of it because it's, I'm a purist and I, I'd rather work on new material. And then I'm like, no, I think some level of spontaneity is, is good for a show. Uh, my friend, uh, Mike Berbiglia sort of convinced me of that. He was like, um, guy that I started with and Mike's really, oh, yeah, he's big. really funny. And he, had, he likes to incorporate just a little bit of, uh, you know, a little bit of spontaneity, a little crowd work, uh, into the show. So now, um, you know, I, I, I do that every now, especially now when I'm like learning, uh, I, I don't have, I, I have to start over, you know, I just put this thing out. I, I need to write another hour. And sometimes you can find a few avenues with the crowd. It's like, okay, I got this premise. It's three quarters there. Let me do it. And then sort of let it breathe a little bit and see if the crowd takes me in a, a, a specific uh, uh, direction. Sorry. Yeah, no, because I think sometimes that's uh, those are the best clips that I see online is like when the people are being spontaneous. Because I, yeah. I feel like that, to me, that is the hardest kind of comedy to do. Because you have to think immediately. You have to think of the joke as somebody saying it within a second or two you can't you know if you could sit down and write i mean you could take hours that's a little different than be able to think within a second or two i disagree like i i I, yeah yeah i would say now there's guys that do it you know and i'm not there's guys that have taken it to another level and it's like they made an art form out of it but for the most part i think any comic that's been working for 10 years can do crowd work and do it pretty well it's it's a skill is less than an art now, David Tell at the David Tell at the Comedy Cellar at, at, at twelve thirty at night. It's an art. I mean, he it's incredible what he does. Right. But I think for the most part, it's just like man, it's everybody can do it. I'd rather hear what did what did you sit down? What what did you think of that nobody else thought of? Because if you took all the crowd work and lined it up against each other, you'd be like, hey man, there's some stuff that's pretty amazing. But it's also like I see a pattern here where it's a lot. People are talking about a lot of the same things. Um, hmm. So I, yeah, I I tend to disagree. Like, yeah. Again, I liked, I think it's, I like to have a little bit of in the show, but I think the, my, the pure joy that I get from watching comedy is like a guy thought of something for a long time and twisted it in a way that I would have never thought you could twist it. Okay. Yeah. That's a good point. Cause I, I wonder too, I mean, obviously comedians have like lines kind of set up for like a heckler or something that they, yeah, like, that, they that, that is that's garbage. Like that's just that's, yeah, yeah. That's old school. There are guys that truly, you know, they'll say something, the crowd will say something and they'll, you know, when I'm in the zone, I think for a minute or a minute, I think for about two seconds, then I say what, whatever's off the top of my head. And sometimes it's, I'm like, wow, that, that was actually, that was pretty good. You know? Um, and I watched a lot of guys that do that. And I think it's cool. But again, to me, the thing that's really hard to do is like, let's think of something that nobody's thought of before and try to try to make it funny and, yeah, no, and be able to replicate it. Yeah. Isn't it amazing if they think of that thing on the spot? I, f- yes. I feel like that happens sometimes. Like, do you ever watch, uh, I don't know if you're familiar with Fahim, 
uh, female. I know who he is, but I haven't seen a lot of his stuff, man. Oh my God. You got to watch his channel. He has, he does these weekly shows now. It's called Fahim works on stuff. Oh yeah. New material every week. And it's all phenomenal. But wow. he did this one where I feel like he, he was making up the joke. Like he thought of it as he was in the moment. Like he was talking, yeah. I think he bringing up, like he talking about a teaching or, or something. And he was talking about how, when they would bring in the, the old TVs, remember back in the day and this whole bit. And it, and it felt like he just thought of that on the spot. I could, maybe it, it was material he had done before, but uh, I thought you'll that never know, funny. you know, I yeah. bet you some of it is, I mean, you know, you'll never know. Cause a good comic can make you think, well, that guy just thought of that. Like, uh, but sometimes it is, you know, just true. Like I, I, I just thought of it. Um, yeah, that's, uh, God, I, I never that see like that I would want to hear about because I've never heard anybody talk about those old TVs. That's oh, it was yeah. I'll have to find that. He does so much new material. Like, how much yeah. new material do you try out? Do you try out new material every week? Man, man, I don't know, but I should. I don't know if I do it every week, but I I, I got to tell you, like, it, unless there's some people that are like next level geniuses, but I would say if you're on average. If you're cranking out a new 20 to 30 minutes every year, that that's good. That, you know, that means when you, when you, at the end of the year, you have 20 or 30 minutes, it's like, okay, this is really good material. It's solid. It'll work on a special or in an album and I'll keep it. Um, you're way ahead of the game. You're way ahead of the game. Now there's guys that can put an hour out a year and that's, but it's hard. It's really, really hard. Um, yeah, it's, re it's real hard. Yeah, because it seems like the new wave is these guys that are. I mean, maybe maybe I'm just seeing the clips, but so like Mark Norman, I feel like I watch his stuff. He's watching he's he's great man clips all the time, and it's like it seems like it's mostly new stuff. It's crazy. Yeah, I yeah, I, I mean, Mark's a friend and one of the best guys out there, and really good at crowd work too. But I yeah, Mark, Mark Mark's a joke guy. I guarantee Mark's not putting out. You know, he's not putting out an hour every six months. I bet you it's every. He may be a guy that's every year, every couple of years, which is insane. Joe List is starting to do like big bunch of material. But yeah, you, you, to put out a, the stuff that I think is like it's worthy of a special. There, If you're doing a, a new special every year, Louie did it for a while and people were like, this is insane. And he even, I think, has said, I probably should have waited on some of it, you know. And, and But most guys, to have an hour of really, really good material every year. It's nuts. It's 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 almost impossible. Biglio put it out every two three years, maybe something like that. And he's a he's a workhorse, man. So yeah, because you you this salesman is twenty twenty three, and then the last one twenty twenty. Okay, so three yeah. years. So so yeah. three years is kind of your goal for special. Yeah, I mean, three is yeah th three or four, and I, I think I'm getting you know I think I'm hopefully I'm getting better, so I should be able to do three. Um, is is when I sort of have been able. To, I I put it out when it's about ready. And I can tell about six months ahead. I'm like, okay, I think I can figure this out. That's um, cool. Yeah, but um, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I I had a lot of time to sit around during the pandemic and think. Yeah. That's true. Yeah, and then I I like I think because the other ones you did were more albums, and the the last two have been video, and they're like professional produced. Yeah, yeah, we yeah, we, I I really like the way they shot this. Yeah, yeah. That's cool. Well, you talk, I mean, we talk about how you're, you're more clean and not offensive, but it's funny that you actually did offend somebody with your nurse practitioner joke. Somebody who was a nurse practitioner. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah That's yeah, crazy got, to me. Yeah. Yeah. I got a, uh, uh, I got, I got a message from somebody. The uh, response has been 
overwhelmingly positive, but you know, you'll get a couple. And I got one that, uh, she started with, you are despicable. You, <laughs> I've been a fan for a long time and I'm a nurse and that's practitioner. That's so crazy. She's a fan. Not, yeah, she's not anymore. She's not Chuck. Okay. Not, right. not anymore. Yeah. She's, she's resigned wow. from the uh, Greg Warren fan club. Uh, she's, uh, she's now uh, out to, no, I don't, I, and I, I always try to play it, you know, like kind of like straight with those people. I just respond, Hey, you know, I, the last thing I wanted to do is make somebody feel bad with comedy and I don't, yeah. uh, but if you can't see that I'm kidding on this, like it's a joke, and, right. you know, it's a joke. And usually maybe not as much in this album on this special, but I like usually the person that's taken the most of the hits in the special is me. Like I, I, I I'm pretty self-deprecating. So yeah, I'm kidding. Yeah. I mean, and I would, I bet most nurse practitioners are like, that's, that's funny. You know, well, yeah. I'm live and the most people, the people that laugh at the most are nurses. I would think so. Yeah. I, I mean, yeah. if somebody did a joke about podcasters, I would probably think it's funny. Like I would probably get it. Yeah, man. It's like, okay. Cause it's, I mean, usually you're finding some, something that's sort of true and you're twisting it around and, but exactly. It's a eh, joke. Maybe. That's what a joke is. Yeah. Yeah. No, she, maybe yeah. she's not, she doesn't like jokes or maybe she was in a bad mood that day. Yeah. Or, uh, maybe it's somebody that I've dated in the past and she hates me. So. Oh. <laughs> I was interesting too. Are you talked about, um, did you say that you forgot a line in the special on one of the jokes? Like, and it like, oh. it just, like one, like a couple words or something could make a difference in how the audience perceives. Yeah, I mean, I, on the, we did two shows and most of it is from, I think the second show, but we salt and peppered in a little bit from, uh, you know, the first show. And one of my buddies, uh, Chris Convy came up to me after the show. The first show he's like, Hey, that one, it was, it was the nurse stuff. He goes, Hey, oh, you, it, yeah. you messed up a line there. And I was like, I did. He goes, yeah, you said this. I'm like, Oh yeah, that, that wrecks the joke. So, uh, I had to remember to fix that in the second joke. And I did fi fix that in the second show, but then there was this line of this peanut butter joke. And I think the, the punchline was like, Type two peanut goo choo choo or something like that, and I I, I just flubbed it on the first show. I just and I was like, ah, oh, screw it, I'll get it on the second show. You know, they still laughed. It's but I it's like it wouldn't be something I want to put out. So the second show, you know, it's towards the end. I just did an hour and I'm it was great. Everything worked and I'm killing. And uh, I just kind of I was a little bit slap happy. Maybe the caffeine wore off, but I was like, <laughs> towards that end, I was like, well, I'm a little goofy here, and I just kind of. I, I flubbed it again. And, <laughs> and, and then I, and at that point I, I didn't have another show. So I'm like, Hey guys, I hate to do this, but I'm the, I need to say that joke over. Okay. And oh, uh, you actually did that in this, like, I mean, yeah, I I'm letting you guys behind the curtain yeah. here, which I probably shouldn't do, but yeah, I was like, I need to say this joke over. Okay. And you guys, you know, you need to pretend like you just heard it for the first time. <laughs> again, wow. this is one joke. This is one yeah, joke. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I say it and I mess it up again. And then I mess it up again. And at this point, they, they're, they're loving it, you know, because it's just oh, really? up. the audience loves it. And then I think like on the fifth time I got it and they give me like a standing ovation on the joke. <laughs> and I'm like, well, that's not going to work either because nobody's going to the joke wasn't that good. Like, you know, like they're, they're, they're not going to believe that people gave me a stand up, a, a standing ovation on type two peanut goo choo choo like that. You know, like that's. <laughs> That is funny. Yeah. Wow. That's hilarious. 
So yeah, I, I, I don't, now I kind of want to rewatch it just to see that joke. Yeah, man. I, you know, again, I'm I'm uh, letting people behind the curtain here, Chuck, and uh, I hope it doesn't. You know, people are like, ah, this guy's a fraud. You know. Uh, no, I mean that's like part of the entertainment business. Like, yeah, what is yeah, yeah. It was. I mean, I I think it happens on most comedy specials. There, there's some I'm guys sure. that yeah. I think Rory Scovel did one that was purely like improv new material. That guy's a, you know he's unbelievable performer and a, a really good at innovation. And um, yeah, he did he did one and it was it was pretty cool. But yeah, I I um yeah that was a fun moment. And then I think like you know you wear the same shirt on both shows because you you might cut in something from both uh -huh, shows uh -huh. and i can't i think i got done with the show and nate was that they're directing and he came on stage and i was like hey he came on stage and then i got i went off stage to the bathroom and i go to the bathroom and i come back and nate's like man you, you've been gone for 45 seconds and you have water all over your shirt we can't, <laughs> you can't we can't have that it doesn't look <laughs> the same so here's uh. He was just ripping on me to the crowd. They're like, this idiot, like this guy is 45 seconds and he's getting, he looks like an, you know, a complete slob. Um, continuity errors. That's what they call it. Yeah, yeah. Continuity. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. And what about all the, um, yeah, to shave the mustache for the second show. And then yeah. <laughs> uh, like all the ums and the ahs and the, the likes, how do you get rid of those? Like, do you have to practice? I don't. I mean, I, honestly, or? if you watch, uh, see, man, you're just picking this special apart, Chuck. It's going to be nothing after you get done with it. No, I, <laughs> no but I just meant in general, not even. I looked it out. It, it is a little bit. Part, I'm a, I have somewhat of a <laughs> deliberate delivery style. Like I just did there. Like, like I, I do say like, and I do say, um, I do just probably, that's what I'm asking because I do the same thing probably more than I would care. But I was all I, yeah. I also think it's part of how I talk. And rather than get rid of them all, if you get rid of it all, now you have this robot and people don't want to watch robots do right. uh that being said, I, there's probably three or four that I wish I could go back and take out, but I'm like a couple just like I did there. I don't, I don't want to do this. You know, I, I was like, this is who I am. It's yeah. every night in the club when I say that. So let's not completely make it something that it hasn't been for the last three years. That's the nice thing about stand-up comedy. You go out every night and you try these things and you, the audience will vote yes or no. And if they keep voting yes, you're like, okay, this is probably a pretty funny thing. I should put this in. Uh, so yeah, I, I think every now and then it becomes a little bit of an affectation, which I do not care for in myself, but some of it is just the way that I speak. Right. No, I think it's more natural because I, I made that decision a long time ago. Like, do I edit my podcast? Do I edit out all the ums and ahs and likes? No. And it's like, dude, that would take so long. And then it's like you said, I feel like it's robotic if you do yeah, that too you, much. Yeah. Yeah. Then you have some AI special or whatever. Yeah. 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 It, uh, I, I don't think so. And it took me a while to learn that. It really did. Somebody told me like human beings make mistakes. Nobody wants to watch a robot. They want to watch a human being. Exactly. Yeah. The no only time mistakes, I, it seems too polished. Right. The only time I sometimes do it is if I'm trying to do a clip of the podcast and it's too long. So then I'll try yeah. to take some of the pauses and stuff, squeeze it into a minute. So it'll fit. Yeah. The, I've done some of that. I tend to like to start. I got a couple of buddies that are writers, one in particular, and the writers kind of know like a lot of clips for me, because I, I was not in on the clip world until about six months ago. Uh, really? I, oh yeah. yeah that's huge. Yeah, and I I had some that have gone crazy, and I um it's it's yeah. cool on um, but I learned with a clip, start like 
you can start in the middle of the joke. A lot of times, don't take the audience for idiots. A lot of times you start in the middle. And if you start at the right place in the middle, they'll 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 contextually be like, okay, I know what happened before this. You know, I, yeah, I yeah. you know, I don't I know what happened before this. Well, especially if you have a good thumbnail or title or whatever. And if you have the captions so that because pe- a lot of people are on their phone and they have the sound off. So yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's a big one. Um, it's kind of nice though. So then when you finish a special, now you can start new stuff because you get sick of doing the same jokes because it's kind of like, you know, yeah. musicians I interview, I'm always like, they got to be sick of playing that song. They've been playing yeah. this song for like 30 or 40 years. That's yeah. got to be so now you don't have to do that as a comedian. Like once you retire a special, like you're pretty much done with that material, right? Yeah, to, to an extent. I mean, I, I think like if you come see me this weekend in Iowa, uh, you'll see, I don't know. 10, 15 brand new minutes, you'll see maybe some stuff that uh, didn't make it into the special that, you know, that I shot, but you you never saw uh, some stuff that got taken out. You'll see something that wasn't this. I think I'll still do the peanut butter stuff because it, it's a, it, there's some jokes that I didn't do in the special. People like talking about it, even if they've seen some of the jokes. And then you'll see some like sort of an assortment of old bits that sometimes they want to hear or sometimes they just haven't been around to watch me. Uh, I wish I could tell you, hey, man, I already have a new hour. I don't. Um, but I, I can. If you watch the special, I did it in Dayton and there's a guy that was in the front row and he had just watched it on his phone 10 minutes before he, he sat down because I go, hey, does anybody just see the special because it just came out? He's like, I have. I'm like, OK. I don't know about this guy just, and I was like, okay. And I, and I, I hadn't thought about it. And I was like, okay, I know what I'm going to do. I'm going to do some stuff in the special, but only like the peanut butter material. Uh, so yeah, I, 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 I think it's, I'm kind of looking forward to it right now. I need to get back to work. Uh, and it's, it's different every time. I, I don't like my dad this morning was like, well, what's the next one going to be about? I'm like, I have no idea. I know. I, I mean, ask me in a year. I can, I'll try to, think of as many funny things as I say and see which one's the funniest or do three or four of them sort of link together. And then you're like, okay, I think this is what the the theme is. But for right now, it's just any funny thought I've ever had and not done on stage, I'm going to use. Yeah, that's good. No, I, I, it's cool how yours have like a theme, like the sales, it was all about the sales job and the peanut butter. Yeah. That was like the huge, it was all connected mostly to that. Yeah. 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 Thanks, man. Yeah. Um, so yeah, you talk about like your friendship. Like I it was, it's crazy how these all these uh, comedians that you're friends with. Like so, Nate Bargazzi. I didn't know you guys. How do you know Nate Bargazzi? Like he's huge. Nate, uh, we did a we did a thing together for country music television. Like uh, when was it? That that was um, maybe two thousand six or seven or something like that and uh he was young back then but he was you could tell oh this guy's really good so we did that's where i met him and then i moved to new york uh in 2012 and i was there for four years and nate was living there for a good part of that and i you know i'd see him around and we'd do some stuff together yeah, oh, okay. yeah really good guy really generous you know that's this is kind of really cool what he's doing um yeah well, they, it seems like everyone says that about you. Like, that's what Nikki Glazer was saying. Like you, every time you guys go do something, you always buy her like Starbucks or food or whatever. And yeah, it's funny. I mean, I, you know, Nikki's like famous and rich now, but I still think of her as like my younger sister. Cause she's, we went to the same high school. Nick, Nikki went to high school with my brother. 
I have a brother that's 18 years younger than me and, and Nikki. Oh, wow. I didn't Nikki know and him were in high school at the same time. So I like, you know, and I saw her when she first started doing comedy in St. Louis at the open mic nights. So, um, yeah, that was, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I, I had guys that were pretty good to me. I think that's just part of stand up comedy, especially the road. Yeah. It, you know, you get in, in LA, New York, it's a little different. I don't know how that all works out, but I know I, I, I've lived in both places and there's a really cool community, but on the road, it's back when I started, it's like you go out and usually there's an opener who's lives there and he's local. Mm-hmm. So he's home. Um, and then there's a, a feature act that came in from out of town. He's making about 500 bucks for the week. And if he's lucky, they give him a hotel room too. And he's got to drive there on his own. And then there's a headliner. And as a headliner, you know, you, you're making some money and you, you, you're doing fine. And a lot of times the, you know, the headliner was cool to me. Uh, you know, I always feel like you should try to, I don't always do this, but I feel like you should take the the feature act out to lunch at least, you know? And, um, yeah, just, and, and then, uh, some guys were generous with their time. They, you know, they'd buy you lunch or, you know, I remember specific guys just encouraging me early on. This guy named uh, Billy Gardell, who's really uh, doing well. He's Billy's an actor now. I mean, he's a comic too, but he's a you know he was Mike and Molly. He was Mike. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. That's why I was yeah. Bob yeah. yeah, uh, He's got another sitcom that he's doing great on. But Billy, I remember working with him in Dayton, Ohio, and uh, I was just kind of getting started. And he was like, "Hey, man, what you're doing is right." He goes, "What you're doing, you, the style that you're, he goes, just keep doing what you're doing. It's, it's this is going to pay off for you." And uh, he's he's been cool to me. Larry, the cable guy, was cool to me. My whole career, that, that he was always nice to me. Yeah, I saw that you uh, opened for him with with Nick Hoff, who I've had on the show. Yeah. Nick, oh yeah, 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 yeah. Larry's, yeah, yeah. You know, always been cool. Uh, everybody, Jeff Foxworthy is a nice guy. Kathleen Madigan was really, really good to me. Ron White was good to me. Uh, yeah, there's there's a ton of them. Uh, yeah, Jamie you know, Kaler, he did my show. He's an actor too. How, how oh you, yeah, I know Jamie. How do you know him? From we lived in L.A. around the same time. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. We, we, uh, yeah, we used to do shows together in LA. And then, uh, David Keckner, you're, you're friends with him too. I don't know David. Yeah. I, I don't know him I mean, we're from the same state. Uh, he follows you though. On, uh, does he? Media. Yeah. 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 I, uh, but yeah, I, 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 I don't know him. He's a very funny guy, man. Yeah. yeah I was like funny. really close to, I thought I was going to get him on. My oh yeah. It, yeah. It was like him and Polly Shore. I was like talking to the people and then they're like, maybe not i was like Damn, oh yeah, yeah you have yeah. some of those like you, you probably had some of those kind of close calls in your career where you almost got a acting gig or comedy gig or something yeah I, uh, yeah i didn't get any of them uh, <laughs> <laughs> no you had like well you <laughs> nah, really, those stuff. i mean you I, the one that bummed me out is i was so positive that i had booked letterman was it was like a you know, I, I, I did Seth Meyers. I did Ferguson was really good to me. He, I think I did it like four times. Yeah. But I was, you know, I was a big Dave fan and uh, every comedian is to some degree. Sure. And I uh, was living in New York and we did a showcase at Caroline's. And I mean, nobody had a good set except for me. I mean, I, and it was just the night that I killed and it was good stuff. And, you know, there's managers coming up to you after saying, hey, do you have a manager? You know, like, you, you know, when you had a good set that night and I called my agent, I was like, hey, man, I, we're going to, we're going to get Letterman out of this. And it just didn't happen. I don't know why it just, di- it just didn't happen. Hmm. Uh, so, um, I've learned not to get too, uh, too low or too high. Uh, just you know, kind of trying to make it about the jokes. No, that's great. What about, um, like said, uh, this is a big moment for me with this special. It's I'm probably more proud of it than anything I've done 
uh, and uh, every it's it's great because we're on the internet right now, so everybody can go watch for free by just going yeah. to YouTube, finding the salesman. I'm sure Chuck will have a link to it, but yes, every little bit helps, man. If you watch it and share it or comment or tell your friend about it, it, it every little bit helps on this stuff. It's uh, I love it, man. I, I it's I want everybody to see it. If you like yeah. comedy, I think you'll like it. No, we liked it. We I watched it. I thumbs up it, and I uh, I commented. I can't remember what I said. Like kick ass or funny or something. But yeah, I think I always tell my. Yeah, that's great, Chuck. Uh, swear, listener. swear in the comments on my clean comedy <laughs> special. No, I don't think I swore. I think I said. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but no, I always tell my my listeners to support the guests, uh, and uh, I think that I think they're they're trained to do that. So yeah, no, especially people that like comedy. Um, what about uh, Joe Rogan follows you? Have you never done his he does? show? Yeah. I don't know that. Yeah, I was just like, because I was looking at through your Instagram, I was like, man, he's got a lot of connections. Because I, 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 just the Nikki. I, I, it's funny because I, I, um, Joe and I worked together. This is when I was still selling peanut butter in Cincinnati. Wow. And Joe was like, I man, I think he was still on. What's that great sitcom? News radio. I think he was yeah, still yeah, doing yeah. news radio, and uh, and I was like just an opener, and Joe came through Cincinnati and. Uh, he was great, man. He was really, really nice to me. Really nice to me, man. Very encouraging and was like just a cool dude. And he was on his way at that point. Obviously, he was on a sitcom, but he wasn't nobody knew he would go on to be like the, the kingmaker in comedy. So Joe was he was he was really cool. Yeah. And funny dude. Yeah. I always uh I always liked him. Yeah, I love his podcast. Like I think I like his I like his podcast more than his comedy is good too, but like his podcast, some of those discussions he has are just fascinating to me. Like he has really interesting people on and you just go. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. He's, he, yeah. It's weird how he, he, it's amazing how a guy that's a, a stand-up comic is turned into like the world's greatest listener, you know? <laughs> I mean, like, yeah, he yeah. really, yeah, he really, um, draws stuff out of people and you know, he's, uh, he's a great interviewer and I, you know, the, the part of it probably isn't an accident. He's had so many different roles. He, he, he was, a, he was great in that sitcom and that sitcom is like, one of the best of all time. Then he does Fear Factor, I think, was his yeah. thing. And then and then he kind of would sort of came up with the MMA. And part of that is um, you know, I wrestled when I was in uh, in college. So Yeah, yeah, we talked all about that last time. Yeah, so I uh, a lot of the guys I know know Joe. I still am a big wrestling fan and I'm not a giant MMA fan. I I I don't dislike it. I just I'm more about wrestling, but I know a lot of the Missouri wrestlers that went on to uh to be do well in the MMA and they know Joe. Uh, so I, you know, I, I kind of feel connected to him through that way. Yeah. You should try to get on a show to promote the special. That'd be huge. Yeah. I mean, you know, trust me, man, we're, we're always, always working on that stuff, man. <laughs> what do you think? It, what do you see? I think it's cool that you're, you're obviously you have success, but you're not at this like giant level. Like it's gotta be weird being yeah, like, it's real Joe cool. Rogan. Chuck. It's real cool that I, yeah. <laughs> I'm glad you no, like that. Don't man. you think that's better? Because <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm yeah, exactly. It's it's so much better, man. Uh, <laughs> no, I think it no, is. I I I have uh, shot for mediocrity my whole career, Chuck. Yeah, <laughs> it's I, I, not I, mediocrity. <laughs> it's success. No, but no, like no, that I, level of like the Joe Rogan. I feel like it's just you're just like waiting to be like Louis C.K. Like you're just waiting to get canceled. I'll take something. a shot at it. I'll, you know what? Give it. Give it. I, I, you know, I don't mind. <laughs> okay. Well, let's yeah. get you there then. No, I, I, uh, no, I Louis mean, CK is a good example. He's a guy that got more famous later in his career. Like yeah. he's, what was he in his forties or fifties when he really got big? Probably forties. Yeah. Yeah. I bet you Louis and I are similar ages. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. He was cool to me too. The, the little interaction I have with Louis. 
Yeah. Yeah. I think yeah, he was, it just sucks to see those guys like try to get that when people I almost feel like they're trying to cancel them or whatever. Like, yeah. And I don't, I mean, yeah. I think like when you're on the top. Yeah. I mean, I really try not to speak much about this, but, um, why? Cause I, cause I, I don't know. Too controversial. Yeah. I, I, I don't like talking about anything all that controversial in my act or publicly. And, um, from what I can see, Louis did some stuff he shouldn't do, but I, I don't think sure. he, yeah. I don't think he should have been uh, kicked out of show business either. You know? Yeah. I mean, it's kind of like the audience sort of the, decides it too, in a way. Cause like, I mean, if there's an, if there's an audience for him, then, then he's going to eventually come back because people are going to want it. But I guess comedy club owners could say, no, we don't want you here. And all no, Louis's doing fine now. He's selling, I mean, he's, yeah. Yeah, Louis doing just fine. Uh, but I, yeah, I, I, again, I, I don't know. And none of us will ever know what happened. I think he's even, I don't know. I, I, uh, this just from, and I don't, I didn't like, didn't obsess over it, but I was like, yeah, that looks like that was not right. And that was not right. And that one, I don't know if it's all the way. And, um, yeah, I think he did some stuff he shouldn't have done. I don't know. I don't know what the punishment should be for that, but it's that's the thing. It's like the punishment. Yeah, it's like because we all make mistakes, and and but then it's like okay, so then should they just never be a comedian ever? Because that's what he does. That's what he's good at. I don't know. Yeah, like I mean, what, I I don't think that uh, Cosby should ever be a comedian. <laughs> you know, like, you know, I, I, like, he should like, be in prison. I don't. Know yes, yeah, yeah, no, exactly. Yeah. That's where it, it's yeah. all sort of gets lumped together, and. Yeah. Um, I kind of hate talking about it, but uh, I also don't want to be gutless and say, you know, I can't talk about anything. So, yeah, I think uh, it, it seems like whatever, if Cosby did what, what they say he did, and it seems like there's a lot of evidence that he did, then, yeah, yeah that's that's really, really bad. I, uh, from what I can see, and I don't, I, I wasn't in the situation. Louis did some stuff that, um, you know, hurt some people, uh, but I also... I don't think it was anything rem at all close to what, uh, you know, Weinstein or, or, uh, oh. you know, these m miserable people did. Yeah. No, those people are like monsters or scary. Yeah. Shit. But it's interesting. Like, I don't know you, uh, you follow John Mulaney and he just had a special too. And he did a joke about, uh, Robin Williams and how people have this misconception that all comedians are deal with depression and darkness. And he's like, it's bullshit. It's uh, he's like, yeah, some of us are fucked up, but you know, I don't know if you saw that joke or that special. I didn't, yeah. No, I didn't see it. Yeah. Yeah. It is. What is your thought on that? Just that all comedians deal with uh, darkness. Cause you don't seem like a kind of guy that gets depressed very often or anything like that. Yeah. I mean, I think I do. Um, but I also think like I, I've had a pretty fortunate set of circumstances in my life. Um, yeah, well, you I, also don't get mixed up with the drugs and stuff, right? That I that I know. Of. Oh, and I, you know, and I, and I have friends that a ton of my friends have gotten, you know, had, had substance abuse problems. Uh, so yeah, I I I think I, you know, I certainly have uh, dealt with uh, different levels of depression, but um, I, really, I, th I think I think I I think I'm way more fortunate than most. I, I had great parents. I had a lot. Of, I was given a lot of, a lot of great stuff. Um, but yeah, it's, I think it's, but and the thing is, I think everybody has dealt with something, you know, if you get old, old enough, I think everybody's dealt with something. Um, and yeah, I do probably comedy does require you to be pretty introspective. Uh, and so maybe there's a little bit more of that. Um, and I do think that, you know, also 
probably less today, but back in the day, like the freedom of it and the the lifestyle was perfect if you wanted to to be an alcoholic or a drug addict. You know, like it was just free drinks on, on the road and drinks late nights and a lot, you know, a lot of drugs around, especially from what I understand in the eighties and nineties. And and at that point, man, just get some material, get 45 minutes together. The comedy clubs were booming and just, you can go out and work and, and work for a long time and get paid pretty well. Um, and then somebody started figuring out, Oh, I need to, sell tickets too. And like, I need to, I need, I need to be a guy that not only am I just the the guy behind the microphone, I'm the guy that, uh, you know, that people really, really want to go see and to do that. I don't think there's some guys that, you know, some of my favorite uh, comedians dealt with, uh, substance abuse right up to the end. And they put out some of the most amazing stuff you'll ever see, you know? Oh yeah. Like Mitch Hedberg. God, Mitch is, I, 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 I opened for Mitch, uh, yeah, you did? Oh, tell me this story. I love Mitch. I mean, I, all I can tell you is he's one of the sweetest guys you'll ever meet, man. Very funny. I mean, you know, but really cool, man. He was like, he, uh, he, he like tipped me back then at the club, which most headliners don't do that. His wife was like, hey, Mitch wanted to have this. And she gave me some money. And um, what? Wait, wait. T- I didn't even know that was a thing. They- it's not, man. It's, it's it rarely is a thing. But you know, just that was just some random feature act. And Mitch, after the week, Mitch was like, or Mitch's wife, Mitch didn't want to do it. Uh, so she was like, "Hey, hold on a second. I'm like, what? She's like, "Hey, here. This is for you, and this is for you. It's from Mitch." I'm like, "Yeah, that's amazing." Uh, and he, um, you know, he was interested in like, I think, man, I think I worked with him. I don't know a month, two months, three months before he died. And back in that time, I was really trying to get a comedy central special, a half hour special. And I remember Mitch was like, Hey man, I think this is going to be the year you're going to get to a comedy central special. Like, like he, like he, he cared enough to be interested in that. It was, it's pretty neat. And he was, you know, at that time he was blowing up, man. I mean, yeah. He, one time I saw him buy a shot for the, everyone in the crowd at like a 300 seat comedy club. There's 300 people there. And Mitch is on stage. He's, he's like, Hey, I, I want to buy everybody a shot. And I'm like, <laughs> it and just the, profit. <laughs> and the, and the wait staff was like kind of laughing and the manager's like, huh? And I was like, Hey, he, he's doing this. Like, <laughs> I know you think he's kidding. But he's doing this. He's like, no, no, I want to buy like, and then he bought everybody in the audience a shot. Wow. They, of what? Of the same thing or what? I don't. Yeah. I don't know, man. I, yeah. I'm just, uh, wow. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. Well, he, so, he, he, his character, like that kind of stone, if you watch his early stuff, he doesn't really do the stoner kind of voice as much. In, oh, in really? Stuff. Yeah. So like, I wondered like, is, but is that how he talked off the stage? Like he, that's just how he Yeah, talked? I mean, I didn't notice a giant difference. I, I don't, I don't think I noticed a giant difference. Um, and Mitch on and off stage. I think there's, man, there's probably some guys that are exactly who they are on stage, Austin, but it's rare. I think everybody, every comedian is some slightly heightened version or some people that you know are not my favorite comics are like a cartoon version of themselves but everybody is some slightly affected version of themselves on stage uh yeah and i and you're probably a, a, a little different than you are you know just walking around in, a, in a, when you're I'm doing always a in a good mood when i'm on a podcast i'm like this is yeah. fun you know yeah, yeah, there's, there's somebody in a bad mood you're like it's like oh that's the same guy that does the yeah yeah, yeah 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 yeah, but Mitch, I, I don't think Mitch was that different than his act. Um, yeah, he was he was genuine, you know. Uh his mind I'll tell you a story that I heard about Mitch. Uh Lynn, Mitch's wife, told it to my friend Henry Phillips. Mitch was uh 
he was this was towards the end end and he was like he just carried cash i guess he just had cash and they went into like a red roof inn and the red roof inn guys like hey i i need a credit card and mitch is like i don't have a credit card i got cash and he had like a lot of cash mitch was making you know mitch was making a bunch of money at the end and uh the guy's like well i, I can't take that that's a, it's a credit card and mitch said no man this the credit card is representing this he said <laughs> and this is one of the most genius things i've ever heard he said uh, he goes that would be like if you hired a frank sinatra impersonator and frank sinatra showed up and you're like no man i hired the frank sinatra impersonator <laughs> and i was like <laughs> Oh yeah. my God, man! Hey, did he do that joke? Is that part of his routine? I That's don't think he did that joke, man. I mean, I sort of maybe I shouldn't be saying Mitch's like story that somebody should be making. Somebody, this should be on a documentary somewhere. It should be Lynn telling the story, not me. But yeah, yeah that is um, one of the greatest things. I was like, that's how his mind worked. It was like something that all of us see, and Mitch sees a little differently. Yes. And uh, yeah, yeah, it's like I, it was so great about his comedy. Yeah, it was just like it was stuff that you you could relate to, but like you hadn't like thought of it as a joke. And so, yeah, it was brilliant. Yeah. I mean, I, yeah, I, I, uh, I was, uh, I think my first album was with comedy central records. And, uh, the guy that ran at the time was a guy named Jack Vaughn and Jack really cool guy. Um, and he, you know, they, back then it was CDs. You just had all these, you know, you'd go in and, and he was like, yeah. He goes, what comedians you like? And we were up in comedy central. And he's like, yeah, I got, he gave me a bunch of CDs, you know, and uh, I was like, well, Mitch, you know, and uh, I gave, I think I can't remember, but I, I, I gave the Mitch CD to my mom and my mom like had to pull the car over at one point. She was laughing so hard. She told me she like, she couldn't believe she loved it. You know, my mom loved Mitch, um, which always makes me feel good. That's funny. That reminds me like one time I was at my grandpa's house and uh, I was like going through his record collection because I was really into music at the time. And uh, I was like, I don't know this stuff. And then he had a Jeff Foxworthy tape. And I was like, oh, oh, yeah. Jeff Foxworthy. And I asked, I was like, hey, grandpa, can we listen to this? He goes, yeah, sure. And he put it on. I've never heard my grandpa laugh so hard. Yeah. I was like, this is awesome. To yeah. See my grandfather laughing so hard. And I thought it was funny, too. Because it was all the. It yeah, was all it was, that. man. I mean, when I first heard Foxworthy, I still remember. Yeah. I was at my cousin Augie's house. And, and I remember them playing that. And I was like, this is nuts, man. This is great. And then. uh yeah, I, my dad, I think the first time I saw him laugh like that was he went through the TV show Taxi oh, with Danny DeVito. Yeah, he, yeah. Man, God, he just thought that was the funniest thing in the world, man. I remember just seeing him just cracking up the whole time. Have you ever heard the story of how Danny DeVito got that job? No. Yeah. So this is what my, I, I, when I was in college, I took these acting classes and my acting teacher told the story. So I think it's true. I don't know. But he said that Danny DeVito just came into the audition and he started like yelling at people and telling people what to do and stuff and like acting like the character. And they're like, everyone's like, what, what's wrong with this guy? But that was, he was like doing the character. Really? Yeah. And that's how he got the job. That's amazing. Oh, that's Balls. so cool. Yeah. Yeah. Balls. Yeah. Right. It like, is. Yeah. It's those stories. Like they work out, you know, one out of every 500 times. And then you see me going there and try something to be like, Hey man, what are you doing? Get out of here. Would you, would you, would you did you try stop? that kind of shit? Did you do a I lot of auditions? So. I and did for, in, LA. in LA. I did LA and New York. I did a handful here and there. I remember one time my friend Jimmy Dore, who's a comic, I, I had an acting audition. Oh, my buddy pretty, loves Jimmy Dore. You're friends with Jimmy Dore too? Oh yeah, man. We yeah, Jimmy was a great comic. You know, he's oh. he, so Jimmy and I lived in LA, and I had some hosting audition, and uh, 
you know, they would write copy for the host, uh, but they'd have comics. And so I, and Jimmy's like, Hey man, what they really like is just write your own copy for it. Like th these jokes is some writer and they don't put much into it. Just write your own jokes, make them funny. And, and, you know, you'll be better than the, you know, so, so, <laughs> so I walk in there and, uh, they're like, okay. And then I start doing, I start doing and doing my jokes. And this, this guy's like, he lets me go for like 30 seconds. He's like, hey man, he goes, what are you doing? Like, uh, I put my own jokes in there. He's like, yeah, man, don't do that, man. Don't do that. Just do the stuff that's on the page. <laughs> like, hey, thanks a lot, Jimmy. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> so Jimmy was fucking with you? No, he wasn't. He was, he oh. just, he thought that was, I mean, in a lot of cases they do want that, but I just happened to be the one guy that did it. And I called up Jimmy. I'm like, hey man, he's like, oh man, I'm sorry. I, I It works for me. <laughs> oh, okay. That's it's like, funny. it works for Danny DeVito, but yeah, yeah. I try it. And they're like. <laughs> Would you get out of here, man. Don't do that. Yeah. No, that's funny. That reminds me of the, the, I won't spoil the joke, but the, your joke about Nikki Glazer that you did in the special about that. That's pretty good. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Do you, do you do that kind of shit with comedians a lot? Do you fuck with them? Yeah. 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 I think, <laughs> you do? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Really? I think we all do. Yeah. But you help them too. So it's all in good fun. I think so. I think, you know, I think I've helped my fair share. Well, they yeah. seem to be, uh, uh, kind to, to you and, and Nate's having you on his podcast and Nikki on her podcast. Yeah. Yeah, man. Yeah. It's like it pays off later. It's like pay it forward. I, I hope so. Yeah. You know, I don't know. I'm, I'm no saint. I hope I'm sure there's some guy that's like, yeah, that guy wasn't that friendly at all. <laughs> but, uh, really? yeah, yeah, I don't know, man. Everybody, the, the road gets to you after a while. And sometimes you just, you know, I, I hope I've never been bad to anybody, but sometimes you're just like, you're exhausted. You did radio and you flew in and you're like, and you just beat and you're like, I don't know. I, I, I'm, I just got to get through these shows. And you're like in the green room and the guy's like, Hey man, what's going on? You're like, oh, yeah, what's up, man? You're like, you, 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 you I, I look back, I'm like, man, I should have just been cool, been nicer to the staff, been nicer to the, you know, the other comic and been interested in what they were doing. And, uh, uh, I'm sure there's some times when I have not, I've not been, I'm going to do better, Chuck. I'm going to do better. <laughs> Well, no, that's tough because uh, I talk to musicians. It's the same thing because, you know, like musicians, they don't they don't make anything off record sales anymore. So now every, every band has to do like a meet and greet. And I'm always, yeah. I always ask them, like, do you like doing the meet and greets? And like, I mean, they always say like, oh, yeah, I love meeting yeah, my family. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't buy yeah. this shit. Like, yeah, I think 80 yeah. percent of them would rather just be in the green room and relax after a show and not have because they didn't have to do that back in the day. Sure. I mean, you know, I, I've done some and I've, you know, and I think. Uh, I don't sell stuff anymore. I used to like sell stuff after the show or whatever. And I, I don't do that anymore. Oh, you don't. Yeah. I just, I don't, I kind of just grew out of it and I let my opening acts do that. That's how I can get them some money is I try to oh. sell their stuff. Um, but yeah, you, you gotta, you gotta, I think every, everybody in, in all of life would rather just, just sit on the couch and watch TV. You know, like, like, so <laughs> If the question is, "Hey, do you want to go out there and meet all these people and talk to them?" You know, you're like, well, I don't know. But then, when you, but you need to, you know, and and, and the chances are, you, you, you enjoy it. A lot of times, I do enjoy it. You know, you know, I I I really like, you know, I like talking to people after the show. Yeah, doesn't that? I mean, does that give you a thrill? Or a, I mean, obviously, probably doing the stand up itself and hearing the reactions and the laughter—that's like the biggest high. But does it also give you a high when someone's like, "Hey, that joke really." Yeah, I love, you, you, I, I love it all. I love it all. Um, and what you get, you got to stop yourself from doing, which I've done at times, or like uh, a, a couple of times. Staticky, hold on, sorry. Yeah, no, I, I can't, can't see you, man. Yeah, can I, I can still, hear you. I just, you can yeah. hear me. Okay, good. Yeah, yeah. So 
Uh, I feel like I'm talking to like uh, Martian or something at this point. <laughs> I don't know but what happened. Yeah, you can take it for granted, which you don't want to do. You're like, yeah, people tell you great things, but you you hear it, you know, a lot, and you start to not realize that everyone is. It's all special, and and you need to treat it that way. And uh, like I said, man, I'm going to do better, Chuck. Thanks for making me feel <laughs> All right. Well, <laughs> no, I think you do good. That's what I was trying to. <laughs> I am like a Martian cheese. Okay. Yeah. Well, we'll get out of here. Cause I don't know. I'm having technical difficulties. I don't know how to fix it. I don't it. know, man. I think this is a good look for you. It's, uh... <laughs> it's an improvement. Yeah. Um, last time you were here, we did charity, uh, wounded warriors, covenant house, children international. You want to promote those again as well? Oh yeah, man. Did I say something about those? Yeah. 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 I always end with a charity. You, you promoted those last time. So that's what yeah. Wounded warriors. That's a good one. Yeah. I'm back. I'm back. Um, I'm yeah. yeah wounded warriors. Uh, you just remind me, I think my, I think my credit card numbers messed up at Covenant House. So maybe I'm, I'm not giving them any money right now, which I should, you know? Oh, uh, a children's international. Yeah. That's I, I, yeah. Okay. I think, yeah, we talked about that last time. That's interesting. Yeah. yeah because I, like some guy out of Denver, I was in Denver at Denver comedy works and I worked there forever and I was walking and I was like, things have been going really well. And I was like, man, things are going well. And this guy, you know, those guys that are out in the streets being like, Hey, you want to, can you, can we talk to you about children's international? And yeah. it's like, I got to pay it back. Things have been going too well for me right now. So I was like, okay. And that was like, <laughs> that was 15 years ago, probably. And I've been, you know, every month since then, I'm like, ah, I don't know. Just, it, every month since then, something comes out of my account for Children's International, just because. So if you're a charity worker and you're out there trying to si sign people up, uh, sometimes it works. Yeah. Well, that's what you were telling me last time. How, see, again, this goes to you being a good person because you were saying how, like, when people ask you for charity, you think about like, okay, how hard is it for me to like have to sell a comedy album and stuff like it's yeah. hard. So you try to have empathy for those who do that. And I think, and you did for me. Cause I was like, Hey, can you do my podcast? And I had like, you know, I don't know, like 30 podcasts or something. And you, and you said, yes. Yeah. So that was really nice. Yeah. I think it's, you know, I think you do have to do that. Cause you got, you got to realize, man, to make it even for like somebody to watch this special who doesn't know me for this thing to be huge. It's gotta be a lot of people that don't know me. There's people that know me that like me and sure. I'm, I'm grateful for them, but there's gotta be a lot of people that are like, all right, I'll give this guy a shot. So now you can't go broke, but every now and then you gotta like, or somebody will send me their stand up, and I don't know them at all. They'll be, Hey man, would you watch this? And I'll be like, ah, man, the last thing I want to do is, is watch stand up, And then be like, yeah, well, a lot of people don't want to watch your stand up either. So do it. You know? <laughs> Oh, so sometimes like, it's good. Sometimes it's not, but yeah, like yeah. younger comedians will send. Yeah, yeah. 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 No, I don't have uh yeah. New hearts, not sending me his stuff being like, can you check this out? <laughs> well, I was just thinking like, I, cause you said that you hadn't, uh, you hadn't watched a lot of Fahim stuff. I was like, dude, I kind of want to send you this, but if you get a lot of stuff, I, I mean, I, I don't want to no, send it, man. I, I'll check it out. Yeah. I, I mean, I, it's funny. I watch a lot just by os osmosis cause you're in the club. So sure, I don't watch right. as much online. Cause it's like, I get it every night. But I do, I enjoy listening to it a lot. Serious Radio does a really, really good job of curating comedy. You know? They, yeah. They like, it's not like where they just put everything up that they get. It's like, no, they get submissions. And they're like, I like this. I don't like this. This is going on. This isn't. So, you know, there's like six or so channels on there where you listen. And I'm like, man, this is, this is good stuff. And I've never heard of this guy. And there's some like Dusty Slay, fantastic yeah. comedian. That guy's awesome. Guy with the Knew no idea who he was and just uh, heard him 10, seven, 10 years ago on Sirius Radio. I'm like, yeah, who's this guy? I never, wait a minute. Okay. Well, this guy's good. This guy's legit. Yeah. You're like, this guy's, this guy's really good. Leanne Morgan, who's blowing up now. I, I first heard her on Sirius Radio 
And I remember just reaching out, being like, hey, I heard your stuff. It's I don't know who you are, but you're really good. And uh, I've been friends with her for a long time. That's really cool. Yeah, because that's yeah. how I found you, too, I think, is from Sirius. Because, yeah, you're oh, right. Really? You don't think you had posted a lot of Instagram clips. That's how I find it. I feel like that's how a lot of, I find a lot of comedians now is Instagram clips or YouTube. Yeah, I, I'm way into it now. Like, we're, yeah. we're, we're all in on that. But, yeah, up until about six months ago, I posted nothing. Is Was Sirius, because um, last time we talked, I think you were saying Sirius was pretty good uh, – income for you is it still yeah. pretty good money yeah the, yeah the royalties and serious are extremely generous yeah that's crazy and you said you think they pay musicians too for playing the songs yeah i'm positive they do that's awesome yeah, yeah. it's just tough for musicians and and uh even comedians i i feel like it's it's tough to get to, to make money in, in a lot of those uh avenues in terms of like like comedy album sales you're probably not Shit, yeah. a lot of money off of that. But Nobody buys comedy albums. Like, it's so funny. Every comedian will be like, I had the number one iTunes album this week. And I think I've done it. Or I've said, I got the number two album this week. It's like, give yeah, in. You sold six copies. <laughs> <laughs> Congratulations. Yeah. 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 No, it's, that's, it's, it's kind of, that's, what's cool about seeing the other uh, ways that, the, that you can make money. But like I said, with the bands or the meet and greets, I feel like I kind of feel bad for them because I'm like, I don't think they want to do this, but it, it's probably a huge part of their income. Yeah. 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 Very cool. Well, everyone can see the special. I'll put the link in the show notes. Along oh, with thanks, Chuck. Yeah, great and, talking uh, again, man. Yeah, yeah really you too. Time. Yeah, stay in touch. And uh, yeah, let me know if you, I guess, reach out again in a couple of years. Oh, I'm going fuzzy again when, uh, when yeah, you have yeah. a special. I will. Absolutely, man. Okay, cool. See you later. All right. My thanks again to the very funny Greg Warren. Check out his special, The Salesman. It's on YouTube. Follow him on Facebook, Twitter, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. He's got a lot of good stuff. Funny clips. Some of those clips on TikTok over like one had like 3.6 million or something. So check out his website in the show notes for more information. And also remember liking, sharing, commenting on episodes and social media and YouTube helps out the guest and the show. And of course, make sure you're subscribed wherever you watch or listen, preferably YouTube, but the show is everywhere. And if you're on iTunes or Spotify, if you can give us a five-star rating or review, we'd really appreciate that. Thanks so much for listening. Have a great day and shoot for the moon.